Listen to better music and listen to music better. Welcome to True Tunes at 45 RPM, the short form version of the ongoing conversation you'll hear on the True Tunes podcast and in the digital pages at truetunes.com. And now your host, John J. Thompson. This week, we're going to consider the age-old question of labels, limitations, and just getting over it all. Back when True Tunes started in the late 80s, one of the constant themes in our community was the tension between people's desire to label music in any number of ways and artists' desire to reach as wide an audience as possible. No one has time to listen to everything, so people often want to know ahead of time, what genre is this? What does it sound like? And in the Christian world, people still want to know, is it Christian? For some, the assurance that the music they are considering is being presented by people who identify as Christians and the lyrics reflect what is called a, quote, Christian worldview, end quote, is all great. Others, however, even many people who consider themselves believers, are not interested in that kind of music. It's not that they don't want to hear spiritual ideas, it's just that they presume that most Christian rock is going to be kind of lame. And then there are people who, though they might otherwise have enjoyed the music, won't even consider it if it's called Christian. So, what if all those artists could just make their music and offer it up? Let the lyrics, the imagery, and the integrity of the art speak. In many ways, the streaming era allows just that. Back in the day, one of the favorite bands in our community was California's The Prayer Chain. Though their sound and style was right at home in the early 90s alternative scene, they were locked up tight in the Christian music underground. They bristled and pushed against the boundaries, making some exceptional music in the process. But they killed their engines in 1996, just six years after they started. They got together for a couple of reunion shows over the years, though, including two wildly successful gigs, one in Los Angeles and one in Nashville, that were inspired by their immediately successful Kickstarter campaigns to fund the reissue of their Shawl album on vinyl. We didn't create music that was necessarily for the Christian market, for radio, for acceptance. We made music that we liked and um, it was always kind of an odd fit with the Christian market. We didn't have the in-your-face lyric and we talked about struggle and we talked about real stuff that doesn't really float well on Christian radio. And I don't know why, we grew up on Undercover and Ultra Boys and all this stuff that was just super in your face. But when it was our turn, you know, and Eric wrote almost all the lyrics, and but it was really poetic and real. And it didn't 
resonate with the Christian market at the time. But the fun thing is, is we probably have far less fans than some contemporary Christian artists, but the fans that have come out when we pressed Mercury and we kind of did a fan hangout thing and through this shawl thing, like there's certain people that like these records are like their favorite records of all time. There's a guy that wrote to Eric and was like, Mercury was like this guy's favorite record of all time. And Eric's like, oh man, thanks so much. Like that, that means so much to us. He's like, no, I don't think that you understand. (laughs) Out of you two, like Led Zeppelin, anybody who's ever made a record, your record Mercury is my favorite record of anything ever put out. And we're kind of like, oh my gosh, like that's a big deal. That we made a piece of art, a piece of music that really connected with a few people. You realize like how much, you know, in my life, it's just like, you guys are important. You know, what you did was important. And like most people don't get to have that in that enjoyment and it was very humbling it was just like you know what because you you take everything for granted and you know like back in the day we're just mad and angry and not realizing like you know we actually did something like you know for you know a handful of people that was really positive and uplifting to them Tabor went on to become one of the biggest Christian concert promoters in the country. Guitarist Andrew Prickett continued playing guitar for a number of different rock, pop, and alternative acts and found success as a producer. Composano remains connected with his longtime side project, The Lassie Foundation, and the alt-pop group called Stranger Kings, and drummer Wayne Everett, who also played with The Lassie Foundation and Kush, has released a ton of excellent solo work as well. Looking back, I can remember countless discussions and debates about the whole idea of Christian music and Christian bands. It actually got quite boring after a while. Even back in the early 90s, I wished that we could just get over it already. Well, watching the prayer chain that night and listening back to this conversation, it seems that in many ways we have. But what are today's version of the prayer chain going to do? Will they be able to find an audience that will appreciate their exploration of spiritual, even gospel-oriented ideas without limiting their reach to people who already believe? That's one of the reasons we're here, and one of the reasons I curate a 40-song playlist on Spotify every week. So, we're trying. Oh, and their show that night was fantastic. You can download both that concert and the Nashville performance at theprayerchain.bandcamp.com. Here comes the runout groove. That's our cue that it's time to go. If you dig the show, please subscribe and spread the word. Also, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our email list at truetunes.com. Follow us on Facebook at TrueTunes Now and find and follow our weekly Spotify gallery stage mixtape. You can find me on Twitter at John J. Thompson and on Instagram at TheOnlyJJT and at TrueTunes Music. And you can support this show through our Patreon.com slash TrueTunes community or via a one-time tip located on the show notes page. There's also some sweet swag available at truetunes.threadless.com. Tell your friends about the show, post it on your socials, and let us know what you think. 
True Tunes at 45 RPM is produced by John J. Thompson and Bruce A. Brown for Gyroscope Productions and is intended for the private use of our listening audience. The contents are protected by US copyright law and are the intellectual property of Gyroscope Productions, with the exception of songs or clips that are from previously copywritten materials. Everything on this episode is used by permission or under fair use provisions. Thanks for listening. Cheers. We'll see you next time.